Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Three Bird fans. This is episode 14. Welcome to the stage, Mrs. Sariani. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Afia. I am joined by my friends Whip and John. Say hey, guys. What up, yo? All right, Three Birds fans, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Three Birds and a Punt. Let's just get right into our topics today, okay? Um, let's start with the press conference overreaction because I, what I saw on Twitter for Nick and his press conference honestly made me a little annoyed and a little ashamed to be an Eagles fan um, just because of the way that they were kind of like riding him um, for something that is very very human to all of us being nervous I don't know I was very annoyed by that I want to hear what y'all think what do you feel about the reaction to Nick Sirianni's uh, press conference me me personally being the Eagles fan one I was disappointed in this fan base Um, two I was ashamed by some of the national media people who also you know took shots at uh, Nick Sirianni and him being nervous. Look, 39 years old, never had an opportunity of being the National Football League head coach. Only been in a, a you know offensive coordinator. He he was never able to step to the podium before like that, mm-hmm. and to be you know blasted because he was nervous and people talking about you know he was terrible he was stuttering I mean what the hell do you think at the age of 39 years old you becoming a first time head coach getting paid all this money and you got the whole nation that's diehard Eagle fans and possibly NFL people looking at you what the fuck you think is going to happen that's you get that's such a good point with yeah like I don't I don't understand it And, and and I'm on Twitter and, and I'm looking at this right, and I'm saying to myself, like, am, am, am I, am I, am I, am I going crazy? Am I really seeing people talking about this man being nervous? And most importantly, Onk Shannon Sharp, man, you disappoint me, man. You was one of my favorites until today. Like, how you going to sit here and talk about this man stuttering when you are by far the most stutteringest motherfucker on television? Most yes. stuttering. And, and, mm. and, and not just that, and to make matters worse, you're gonna turn it into a race issue. Right. No, I'm that shit ain't cool, bro. Like, not cool. Like, and, and I hope I hope Nick show his ass 
this upcoming season and prove everybody wrong. Then we're gonna see if everybody yep. was talking that stuttering shit then when his record is like he he won eight games or nine games, you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. we're we gonna see. It, I, I just think it's wrong. What you think, John? I I'm I feel the same way. I was disappointed um, that those fo- the media folks stepped in and chimed in. Like this guy is a first time, like you said, first time head coach. This dude is a gamer, and he's going to show on the field. I think it's unfair for us Eagles fans to like really jump on him for a stupid opening press conference. All that pressure, like you're coming into a situation that was untenable. You come in, and yeah, it's tough. You the spotlights on him. And and some of the things, a lot of the questions were redundant. And like Howard Eskett asked, like he went right for the jugular. I was like, wow, really, really, you gonna ask this dude the first opening of him accepting the job and taking the job? You're gonna ask him that? Like, let him yeah. get in, let him get seasoned, let him work, just fill out his staff. Like, come well, on, Howard Eskett is an asshole anyway. So exactly, and a lot of you know what though that you can say that for a lot of the Philly news media. I feel like that is what the persona it takes, obviously, to be in that 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 uh, visual media limelight. Like I've noticed that there is a difference from the way that the the print reporters will go at some of these questions and the way the me- the visual media will go at some of these questions. But you know what's interesting to me is I remember a certain coach who who had a dynamic press conference with the Eagles and everyone in the beginning thought was such a, a great offensive mind and, and was going to do great things. And then they realized, oh my God, he's a dick. Chip Kelly. Yep. Who am, I, who am I talking about? Chip Kelly. Talking about Charles Kelly. Charles, Charles. Kelly. Right. Charles Kelly who wouldn't give an interview to anyone, right? Who the media ended up hating because he was so goddamn prickly, right? Gave great, great media events. He tried to cancel the Christmas party. <laughs> he tried to cancel yes, the Christmas party. Exactly. That was the last straw for, for Jeff Lurie. You can't cancel his annual Christmas party. I, I just thought about that, yo. I, he fired that man because he refused to come to a Christmas party. Yeah, he said, no, I'm taking my yeah. team back. God damn it. That's the only thing I have. That's fucked up, yo. So, 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 and you know what? I remember when Doug had his press conference and you had uh, Jeff and uh, uh, Jeff Laurie and and, and, um, Howie standing next to him and it looked so weird and so awkward. And in two years, we won a Super Bowl. So, so your first press conference in this media climate tells you nothing about the type of head coach you're going to be. The results will be shown on the field and it isn't even like chip was a bad coach on the field he was just a had a bad personality and what you could see from nick seriani is yes he was nervous but he clearly had a personality that guy was showing you his genuineness and he was a little nervous he he, i would be too my boss just gave a 15 minute meandering um sermon listen (laughs) not to cut you off no go ahead listen man Beetlejuice is a motherfucker. Bro. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so, I, that's all I can see now when I see him, yeah, bro. I'm telling you, yo, <laughs> I'm telling you, I just call him AKA Showtime now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, like if you don't get the fuck off the damn screen and let this man talk, bro. And I'm like, nobody don't care what you listen. And and and, and me personally, if you still praising and still harboring. 
the weasel of weasels, Howie Roseman, you should not be talking to nobody in Philly. Right. You dig what right. I'm saying? And I, I just think it's wrong, man. I, I just think it's wrong how they ridiculed the shit out this man today. It was wrong. Absolutely. No, I agree. And I think, and I think I had written a tweet and y'all might have seen it. Um, because at some point they were making fun of him stuttering over his words at the beginning of his press conference. And I'm just like, bro, y'all realize that the president of the United States stutters too, right? And and that yep, yep. If, if if that is something he has, a speech impediment, which we don't know, I'm not saying that that's something Nick Sirianni has, but I'm saying you should be empathetic of those who sometimes struggle to get words out because that's not an indication of their intelligence or their capability. Okay, you should not exactly. be judging them on something that could be perceived just because you're small minded to perceive it as a disability doesn't mean that it is one. So no, I, that's I, all I have to say. I agree. So John, so this this I, I gotta I gotta say this to you because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. you've seen it. You like to listen to 975 the fanatic. I, I hate that fucking sports station. But mm-hmm. okay. I, I I go back and forth between that and 94. 94 uh all right, so so Yeah. Tyrone Johnson, that's his name. Hey, yeah. let me tell you so, like, Steph would tell you, man, earlier, before this shit even went down, I was asking everybody, what's the deal with this cat? I never really. <laughs> yeah, that's I, so funny. Yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, I never really heard a lot about him, but everybody kept saying he that he he Samuel Jackson off a of Django type dude. I'm like, really? So everybody so it's it's one of the guys that we follow that's on twitter here eagle fan what's his name again stuff um uh, is it real prince bill yeah all right so he he oh he, he, he yeah and told me about this cat then he sent me a screenshot of how he get down yeah and i'm like oh this shit he's saying about people moms this is a radio personality and apparently this dude blocks everybody he kind of got that brandon graham mentality sensitive yeah yeah anybody well, has a connection just to work on, on that um somebody you gotta love eagles twitter for real, for real. some um somebody was going actually like not even a month ago somebody was going back and forth with natalie Iganoff about them blocking about her blocking them when they didn't even wow. follow her you're like, damn, how'd you block me? And the kid, I gotta go back and find it. But the kid was like, yo, why are you, how did you block? Why are you, I love, love how insensitive well, media personalities block people well, that they don't even well, follow. And, don't even well, follow. No, and, and, and you're right, because I, I seen about her too. But to stay on topic about uh, Sirianni and this, this Tyrone Johnson dude, as I'm looking at that, the press conference come on, all right? So all of us are tuned in to one thing and one thing only. We're looking at Sirianni uh, interview that I think went perfect. I don't give a damn what nobody think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I like it. yeah. So at the end of the press conference, you won't believe what this dude started doing, John. Actually, it was two people. One from 97.5 The Fanatic and that fucking Liberty Mutual looking little bastard from fucking 94.1 John, John Marks. So let's get let's get to Tyrone. Oh, so Tyrone I, oh, Johnson, yeah. this dude goes on a rant about he lied to us. Yeah. I was like, huh? He said, "How dare he sit like, up there and lie about knowing about the QB position?" I'm like, what the? F-? So, dude, so <laughs> stuff to tell you, stuff to tell you. Like me and her tweeting, and I'm like, "Are you? Is, is this dude serious?" 
But and I'm looking at his tweets, and I'm like, yo, he's really mad about this dude. I'm like, and I'm saying, oh yeah, no, nah, nah, bro, that shit is heavily manufactured. You can't, you can't tell me that he did not think to himself, you know what? I'm gonna nitpick whatever I can because that just gives you more. Cl- they they get clout by being. So basically, it's about it's bait clicks, basically. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So the more he gets, because people love to hate, they rather hate than than be actually critically thinking, right? But, well, it, well, if that's the case, let's move over to John Marks on WIP. Okay, now me personally. I know the word hate is strong, but I hate him. Mm-hmm. I hate that little fucker. He he one of them dudes that when you was in middle school, you chased the fuck home. Every mm. he was one of them guys. Y'all seen the Liberty Mutual commercial with the dude and the ostrich and shit? Yeah. He oh, reminds yeah. me of him. He looked like a fucking <laughs> weasel. Am I right? Yeah, yeah he's a he he's yeah. or, or like a yeah, like a small correct. Kevin Smith correct. from uh James Bond. He's a little fuck. <laughs> This dude gets on the radio at two o'clock immediately. When I say immediately, y'all, he goes in. He's not going to be the Eagles coach for long. He don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm saying to myself, like, seriously, it took every fiber in me, guys, not to call that station and let you have it. In. But you should have, because I would have, I would have no, been laughing. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the, at the end of the day, because I, I want to get back on topic, I just think it's wrong, man. For this, for this fan base, the Eagles fan base, who supposedly supposed to be the best fan base in America, according to right. according to Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, haven't seen it in a minute. Haven't seen it. Okay, and haven't and seen it. I just think it's wrong. So, yeah, man, I, I, I'm I'm really ashamed to be an Eagles fan today. I really am. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And the thing is, is that we're supposed to circle our wagons. When, when shit like this happens, you know, we're not supposed to be piling on to to it. And and it's funny because I feel like they wouldn't have, like the national media probably wouldn't have picked this up had the local media, our media, the tele- not have, you know, started it, this shit in the first place. So um, it, it all kind of feeds on itself. And, you know, honestly, that's not, that's not helpful. But I, but I hope that Sirianni, you know, is is able to handle this because it's only going to get worse. Like this is this is the this is the them setting the benchmark to the way that they're going to react to him, and the only thing that will shut them up is him winning. So oh, let's, let's really let's just get into it, right? Because I want to focus on the substance of that's right of what he has going on. Yep. So so how do y'all feel about his staff picks? You know, what do you think about some of the people he he's decided to bring into the organization? And I'll start with you, John. I like it. I like it. Um, it's all, it's all handpicked people that he's worked with and came up with. Like he, he started from the, from the mud. He really earned got earned his his keep every step of the way. If you even go back to when he was a grad assistant, the dude was one of the last people, and he he saw something in all the people he added. Gannon, Gannon was a was a. Um, a star at Louisville before he oh, really? He brought him in. It's something they shared together because he Nick had a uh, had a calf mm-hmm. injury that like made him miss a year. So <laughs> he um that that that's something they that makes them relatable to their players. Their players love them. Um Gannon's a good hire. Um Brian Johnson, the quarterback. Yeah, I'm very coach. excited about that hire. Yo, this dude was on the cover of NCAA football. Mm-hmm. 
for yeah. Utah. He backed Why up. Why is he not in the league? But... Yeah. All the, all, I mean, the tight ends coach, all great, great hires. We're just missing. I think we're missing um, a special team coordinator. Co- we missed good. most of the defense, I feel like. And um, a running yeah. back coach. Yeah, all that's all that's won't come into play though. And I I feel like we we reportedly signed I think his name is Michael K for special teams, and I think I think a lot of people. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, what'd you say? He's a beast. That dude from uh, he was on Chip Kelly's yeah, staff, exactly, and he worked for exactly. the. He was on Chip Kelly's staff, and you know what? One thing Chip knew how to do was build a good staff. Okay, look at how many people Chip has pulled up and they have gone on to actually be, you know, pretty well-known names in, in, in the industry. He got a, a stout, um, you know, uh, and that was a good hire. I think um, the the old tight ends coach, which was a good hire, he, he had a, he, he was able to get it. He just wasn't a good people person. But when it yeah. comes to these staff's picks, I feel like I'm, I'm impressed. Like people were saying that Nick Sirianni's staff was going to be all white and that was a bad look. But it seems to me you needed to give him a little bit more time because now it seems like our special teams coach is an African-American and our quarterback's coach is an African-American, which is not you don't usually see that, which is great. Um, And we don't know who could be. uh, Yeah, they could keep Marquel Manuel, which I'd love to see. Yeah, absolutely. Those those corners and safeties like playing for him. Most definitely. I mean, the secondary finished 15th in uh, DVOA, the quarters and safeties, which is crazy with Jalen Mills getting toasted. Yeah, no, he did the best he could with with barely workable players. Like, he really only had, like, two or three servable uh, secondary players and a bunch of raw, you know, backyard dudes. But he made it work as best as he could. What I I like about the moves that Coach Sirianni made bringing in his staff is that he brought in a new breed. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. they all young, and what I what a lot of people don't understand what he did here is give these young coaches an opportunity to get their first taste of the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he's he's preparing them right now for future jobs in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't care what nobody say. I don't, I don't want to hear that veteran coach shit experience mean nothing. McVay right. McVay didn't know shit about it and look what he did when he came Matt LaFleur Matt LaFleur uh let's go back to the 70s Dick Vermeil was the same age mm-hmm. as Sirianni when he got his first Eagles job okay uh, it's, it's, it's it's a lot on the table or I've, or if I should say it's a lot riding on this but you know what we I'm here for it yeah <laughs> no I'm here for the chaos Bring yeah. it on yeah I want to see I want to see because honestly honestly uh, uh, Doug's staff was poor. Like yes, you can all agree that once yeah. once the stars left, his staff was poor. Yes, so, I agree. So I'm I'm yeah. really invigorated by what I see is um, newness, and and that's what I liked because because you can tell that his his staff are going to be a part of that new generation of coaching, the new generation of coaching that 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 seems to be what I agree with Jeff Lloyd what he wants to be looking for. Um, because what I really liked, you know, um, to kind of segue in and out of two topics here 
Nick mentioned that his that his staff was mutable, right? That his yeah. staff was prepared to 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 be based on what the player strengths was, not what he thought was the scheme. And I felt like Doug was so predicated and so protective of a West Coast offense that he wasn't allowing himself to evolve into what today's NFL needed you to be, which was adaptable to each um thing right he was so protective of we'll have our identity and our identity will be there that he couldn't get himself out of that identity phase where I feel like Nick was very much more open-minded and much more adaptable and flexible which I think will pay off great dividends because that's what you need to be in this league I agree most definitely um but but not 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 to leave topic but to stay on topic with his coaching staff the only thing that disappointed me with Mr. Seriani I'm going to give him that respect I'm calling him Mr. Seriani cuz he's the coach of this team right all right he was hired to lead these men so I'm going to address him as Mr. Seriani for today Mr. Seriani disappointed me when he told me and he told you and he told every other eagle fan and any other sports fan that was listening to his press conferences that he's going to allow Howie Roseman to control the roster. The Bro, you said allow. Oh, my God. Like, he has a choice. You, you, oh, my God. That you know what? Off, the, the only thing that I will say to that is I was reading a tweet that prefaced um, why Josh McDaniel didn't get the job. And it sounded like Josh wanted a little bit more personnel control. Maybe control of the 53. And and Jeff Lurie was not okay with that. You know what I'm saying? So so clearly Jeff got burned by that Chip Kelly experience. So he's like, never again will I allow the coach to have control over the 53. Because when Chip had control over the 53, what did he do? He got rid of Deshaun Jackson. He got rid of LaShawn McCoy. He got he brought in Kiko But well, he, well, he could also put his stipulations to where that type of shit won't happen. They're like, Listen, you get I agree. I, I agree with you too, but I'm just, I'm just really ready recognizing that clearly Jeffrey Lurie is really not allowing coaches to ask for that type of control. He fired Doug over that shit. Yeah, that shit is corny, yo. So you you allowing, allowing this weasel-ass dude to basically do another fucking draft pick to where he gonna pick a fucking kicker with the sixth pick. <laughs> like, I'm like, seriously, dude? And, 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 but besides that, man, I, I think their press conference was cool. I like the young nucleus team that he bring in, bringing in. It's yeah. it's it's, it's it, it it looks like it's going to be it's going to be a good lit ass team, man. Because here's the thing, and once again, I'm gonna bring race into it. I don't want to hear that shit because guess what? He just hired two black coaches. Mm-hmm. All right, and it might be another one coming with running backs coach. Hey, here. there may be a female coach in there. there you, you never go. know exactly. So I'm I'm looking forward to this season, and and and, and I hope that he proved everybody the fuck wrong. Me too. Everybody. And you know what's it was funny to me? Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Frank Reich hired Press Taylor. So yeah, I see that which is that's a little bit because we brought over like four or five Colts assistants, and um, and now Frank Reich has Mike Rowe, 
who's the wide receivers coach and um, Press Taylor for for a yet unnamed position on staff. Oh, do you know this right? Deuce went over to the Lions. My bad. Yeah, and and did y'all notice it was a lateral move? Like yeah, like I for all that. the bitching and moaning, everybody had to say Deuce went to, to basically have the exact same job. Like not not to kill Deuce because I do think that one day he'll make a great head coach, but clearly he has still some development left to do in certain areas of his profession. Yeah, and 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 to stay on the deuce uh subject real quick um that was another topic that was brought up i'm saying on twitter because you know everybody was uh talking about the letter that deuce wrote i thought it was nicely written yeah and, and i appreciate him but what what i what I, I i'm trying to make some eagle fans understand is that it's 31 other teams in the national football league who didn't give deuce stilly a call man for a reason all right <laughs> Now, keep in mind, even though over in Detroit, he got the assistant head coach title, but he's still primarily a running back coach. There right. is a reason for this, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. All right. If no other 31 teams in the National Football League called this man up, not because he's black, because he has no experience. But here's the thing. If, other, if, if, if these other teams did not call him for a job, why the Eagles racist? Right. That's true. Makes it's a, sense. It's right? a very it's a very good point. And I and I and I really need to feel like that that has to be picked up by the larger league. I, I do think that there is a league-wide problem, and it and it has to do not not necessarily with a sense of racism, but with a sense of access, right? Because yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these, like you you listen to the Nick Sariani story about how he got his way or made his way into the NFL, and it was because he worked out at the same gym that Todd Haley worked mm-hmm. out. You know, young black men or young minority men or women are not necessarily getting access to those spaces to go up to coaches and get into those types of fields. You feel me? So so I do think that that the NFL does not does does not only has a race problem. It's not just individual to to certain uh, teams. They have an access problem and the NFL has to do a much better job of having opportunities for people of color and minorities or indigenous people all all types of walks of life to be more uh present to the owners to the decision makers to because that's a really closed off exclusive club so it's all about who you know it's all about you know my uncle brothers cousins uh wife sisters mothers lover you know what i mean so um, I really think that that's what needs to happen moving forward with the NFL when it comes to things like this. I agree. All right, y'all. So, so I want to get into our final topic of the day. Um, I, I'm, I know y'all are exhausted by these freaking Eagles fans. I am, but I, I want to get into some of the substance of what Mr. Seriani. I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, with I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna follow your lead. Um, I, I had some things, there were some things that I liked about what he said in his press conference. And I want to really hear y'all thoughts about, you know, what you enjoyed about it. The things that I appreciated was he went through some core values and his, his five core values were connect with each other, compete constantly, be accountable. I love that. Mm-hmm. One, right? Build a smart football team and five fundamentals. And, and you know why I love that? Because honestly, and all the time that Doug was here, I never really felt like I had him say that in such a clear, concise way that Nick Sirianni did right off the bat. 
right? And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm playing a little bit of revisionist history, but I really connected with that because he was really firm on this accountability issue, right? He was like, I'm going to make sure that you're going to be accountable for your behavior on the field. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to tell me why you think this and that. And I loved hearing that, right? Because this has been a long time when we had somebody say, oh, no, we don't let excuses fly here. You have to tell me what's going on. I agree. I agree. I agree. So that was, that was for me, that was a big thing that I was like, oh, I love that. And I also love how he mentioned parody, right? He talked about the fact that there's so much parody in the NFL that, that you have to rely on your technique and your fundamentals and your preparation in order to find that edge to win the game. And I really, really agree with that because that's my mentality when it comes to this game as well. We are not playing college football anymore we're not playing oh i'm the best person on the team every fucking person on the team is the best person on the team you have to be dialed into your prep monday through saturday yep. in order to make sure sunday is successful I that's really what i like to hear yep. big facts uh what i liked about him and what he said and i'm gonna piggyback off what you said was the core values also the man is possessed with football. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And if you didn't see that, and if you just looked at his stuttering, you don't know shit about the game. Facts. Okay. This man' whole mentality is football. His football background. The shit he he said, man that that made you as a fan want to stamp your fingers I to sat it. Up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I like this. You, yeah, you. It, it made you be like, come on, twenty twenty one. Let's get here. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. need this season to start. Today. I want to see it on the field. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what I've seen and that's what I heard and that's what I'm looking forward to. So I'm looking forward to what he's going to bring to to this season. That's 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 what I took from it. You know. So how about you, John? I'm. Ex- I mean, I, I like the points you touched on. And I'm really one thing that really stood out to me was his uh, recommendation and glowing words for his offensive coordinator. And he spent time with him with the Chargers. And sometimes, yeah, they look at his the the, um, the Chargers how they failed and things like that. I think. I mean, he's a young offensive mind, though it's a good sounding board. He knows what to expect with defenses and coverages and stuff. And I think, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team with, with them. They're all yeah, young. Absolutely. They're gamers. Like, there's stories about about Coach Ariani spending the, spending the day, like, he'll spend days in his office without leaving, just watching film and that's, a, that's that's the type of coach you need. That's the type of that's the coach we want. Right. Exactly. Leading your team. Um, there was a story Correct. about actually last um, 2019. Ty Hilton went down for the year. Um, they didn't really have any receivers of note. They had Zach Pascal, who was a who was a rookie, and he ended up leading the, the Colts in receiving yards and touchdowns in yeah. 2019. And um, Zach Pascal actually spoke about how Coach Sirianni made him better and put him in better spots and gave him an opportunity, and it only built his confidence. And I think the same with our young guys and our older guys. And I, I think it's a good good addition. I'm excited for it, and uh, I can't wait for the season to start. 
Same right? here. Same here. Absolutely. And and like I had like put on or mentioned earlier, um, I really like what he has to say about, you know, not feeling the need to be um tied down to or married to one particular scheme, right? To be more interested in figuring out what type of players do I have and then how can I adapt myself around these players and how can I find ways to to reach them and teach them through understanding what they're good at right and how can I highlight that like I loved hearing that because I felt like when we were with 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 Doug um we we heard so much about how everything was a little bit scheme predicated yeah. and how we needed him to play within the structure of the scheme and do this within the scheme and and, and it was like but it's the scheme's not working like like whether you like it or not it's not working and you, and he was just not inflexible in that way and so i really really enjoyed hearing that sirian uh, mr siriani was going to be you know able to um recognize what the, the the great uh, attributes of his players are and then lean into those. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, um, so so I really feel like overall, he, he had, in terms of the content, I actually even think he did a good job with the QB questions, yeah. right? Because the first question in the press conference was the QB situation. The second question in the conference was the QB situation. I think the last question in the press conference was the QB situation. So so the media really did try to get him to to commit to to one or the other and to his credit he 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 didn't and I honestly appreciated that because we just don't know. I mean, I, I actually, I do know. I do know. Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. We we all recognize that situation. Uh, I, didn't get, um, I didn't get that from that press conference. <laughs> you didn't get that from Hell, that press conference? I sure I don't know. Hell no. Okay. It's hard to say. Well, 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 I, I hear you. I hear you. And it was definitely very, very ambiguous. But I don't think... Well, we'll see. We will see. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is we will see. I thought it was very interesting that um, DJ uh, Daniel Jeremiah put out there that there it word is out. Like, everybody's down on mobile. Everybody's talking. If word was out that Carson was getting traded, people would be talking about it. And what they're saying is no, there's no word out. Even I even saw Albert Burr, and he was talking about mentioning all the quarterbacks that may be on the move. He mentioned Jared Goff. He mentioned uh, the Raiders. He mentioned the 49ers. He mentioned um, you know, all these teams. He did not mention the Eagles. And they're down in Mobile. So had Carson been up for trades, we would know by now. Not, not, Not necessarily because they still can be trying to figure out shit, yo. Like he said earlier in in the press conference. He was like he's still doing a lot of evaluating. And, and and to be perfectly honest with you, um, it, it, it's it's like re- regardless of what people were saying or what the media was saying that Carson Wentz wasn't talking to nobody, this that and the third. Remember, he was the only one that know he talked to Carson, and he said he talked right. to Jillian. Exactly. So we gonna see. I mean, what I thought was interesting was that um, uh, Carson talked to Shane Stetchian, the OC. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So that's interesting too. That's a good tidbit. Yeah, I, I think that was smart too. That was that was a good move. So I think I think it's a very open situation. You know, clearly there's some ruffled feathers, and clearly there's some things to work out. But I don't think 
Carson leaving is the foregone conclusion. I think honestly, I think he's more to stay than to leave. And then if it's a if it's a QB competition, then it's a QB competition. Because honestly, I feel like that hopefully has Carson recognizing that you have to perform in order to keep your place. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right, Birds fans. Um, I hope you guys are subscribing to Three Birds and a Punt wherever you get your podcast because you are, if not, you are missing out on a great show with three passionate fans who who are really dialed into what's going on with our team. And keep it real. Uh, actually, you know, just because we love them doesn't mean we we can't criticize them. We we definitely know what's up. Um, so I really want y'all to be hitting that subscribe button. Please follow us on Twitter at Three Birds and a Punt. I'm actually tomorrow for any of y'all listeners who are on Clubhouse. Okay, we are doing a Eagles chat on Clubhouse for those of y'all who who like that. So please come join us. Um, my name is Afia. I am at According to Afia. Uh, for those who you who are on Twitter, please follow me on Twitter. I follow back, and uh, let's give let's let's say goodbye to the to our audience, guys. What's up? You can follow me on Twitter at metahuman underscore underscore. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at John Monroe Jr. All right, and that has been th- episode fourteen of Three Birds. Go birds. birds! Go birds! Go Sirianni. <laughs> <laughs>